It's September 22nd, 2021, and this is Markets Daily from Coindesk. I'm Adam B. Levine, here again with Adrian Blust for your Daily News Roundup. On today's show, we're talking Bitcoin, crypto politics, the latest headlines, and more. This episode is sponsored by Kava, Nexo.io, and Bitstamp. And just a reminder that Coindesk is a news source and does not provide investment advice. Bitcoin is holding support above $40,000, which could stabilize the pullback and encourage short-term buyers to return. However, upside appears to be limited given strong resistance between $47,000 and $50,000. The Relative Strength Index, also known as the RSI on the 4-hour chart, is the most oversold since July 20th, which preceded a near 60% short squeeze rally from the $30,000 support level. On the weekly chart, however, RSI is neutral, suggesting price could consolidate for a few more days. For now, Bitcoin has found support around the 100-day moving average, which is currently about 40k. If broken, traders see the next price down as $37,500, which is the middle of a four-month price range. Major crypto options exchanges, including industry leader Deribit, are due to settle billions of dollars worth of Bitcoin options contracts this Friday. Analysts do not expect the monthly expiration to have a notable impact on Bitcoin, which is under pressure this week due to several macro risks and regulatory concerns. Data provided by SKU shows a total of 73,700 options contracts, or $3.14 billion, are due to expire on Friday of which nearly 50,000 are call options and the rest are puts. Deribit alone will be settling more than 85% of total open interest. Quote, I'm not expecting much fireworks unless we run through $50,000. There's some concentrated open interest there. The chief investment officer of crypto hedge fund Ledger Prime told Coindesk in a Telegram chat. They explained that if Bitcoin breaks above $50,000, traders who sold calls in anticipation of a bearish move or consolidation may resort to hedging, buying the cryptocurrency in the spot or futures market to mitigate losses arising from the short call position. This could put upward pressure on the cryptocurrency, accelerating gains. However, that scenario looks unlikely given this week's 11% drop to $42,000. Bitcoin is currently trading at $42,135, that's down 2.3% over the last 24 hours, while Ether is trading at $2,910 per token. That's down about 3.9% in the same time period, according to the Coindesk Price Index. Today's crypto coverage comes courtesy of Coindesk's markets analyst, Dominic Dantes. And shifting to traditional markets, U.S. stock futures rose as concerns over giant property developer China Evergrande Group eased somewhat, and investors awaited an update from the Federal Reserve on its plans to dial back stimulus. Futures tied to the S&P 500 edged up just under half a percentage point, indicating that the broad market index may climb after the opening bell. Futures for the Dow Jones Industrial Average gained half a percent, and contracts for the technology-heavy Nasdaq 100 were up three-tenths of one percent. Meanwhile, the Regional Stocks Europe 600 index gained around 7 tenths of 1% during the London morning, while the UK's FTSE 100 added 1.2% as mining and commodity stocks rallied. China avoided a major sell-off as trading resumed following a holiday after the country's central bank boosted its injection of short-term cash into the financial system. MSCI Inc.'s Asia-Pacific index declined for a third day, dragged lower by Japan. Today's traditional markets coverage draws from the Wall Street Journal, the FT, and Bloomberg. And in related news, here are a few quick headlines we're tracking today. You can find links to the full stories in the show notes for this episode. Then after the break, we'll take a look at political ambitions catalyzed by public process serving. But first, here's what's hot. In big picture news, the Fed is likely to open bond buying taper door, but hedge on the outlook. Officials have said that for the most part, the economic recovery will continue and allow the U.S. central bank to proceed with plans to reduce its $120 billion in monthly purchases of treasuries and mortgage-backed securities by the end of 2021 and wind them down fully over the first half of the next year. But forecasters and outside analysts expect the Fed to hedge on exactly when the taper might begin, and tie it into a rebound in job growth following the disconcertingly tepid report in August, 
when only 235,000 jobs were created. Reuters has more details on that one in the show notes. Meanwhile, commodity markets face a period of intense volatility as they grapple with the effects of the pandemic, uncertainty over macroeconomic policy, and supply chain disruption, the chief executive of Louis-Dreyfus Company said on Tuesday. Prices of agricultural commodities have risen sharply, a trend contributing to increased first-half profits reported by LDC, but remain well below peaks seen a decade ago, noting that, quote, we're likely in store for a period of elevated volatility, end quote. In ongoing challenges in global infrastructure, FedEx, the delivery giant, reported lower quarterly profits and cut their outlook as tight labor market conditions added $450 million to spending. Quote, the impact of constrained labor markets remains the biggest issue facing our business, the CEO of FedEx said. He continued that a sorting hub in Portland, Oregon, had 65% of the workers needed to handle the normal number of packages that go through that location. To try to catch up, FedEx is diverting 25% of volume bound for that hub to other locations adding trucking routes and hiring more third-party transportation companies, the Wall Street Journal reports. And more along those same lines, FedEx and UPS are both raising rates and making online shopping more expensive. Shipping rates are going up faster than they have in nearly a decade, increasing pressure on merchants to raise prices or find other ways to offset higher costs. The FedEx Corporation on Monday said shipping rates would go up an average of 5.9% next year across most of its services, the first time in eight years that it or rival United Parcel Service, aka UPS, has straight above annual increases of 4.9%. UPS is expected to release its rate increases for 2022 in the coming weeks. The two carriers have largely moved in lockstep with their annual price increases since at least 2010, according to Transportation Insight LLC, a supply chain management and logistics firms. The Wall Street Journal also has more on that in the show notes. And in energy news, battery power may be the front-runner to become the car technology of the future, but don't rule out the underdog hydrogen. That's the view of some major automakers, including BMW and Audi, which are developing hydrogen fuel cell passenger vehicle prototypes alongside their fleet of battery cars as part of preparations to abandon fossil fuels. They're hedging their bets, calculating that a change in political winds could shift the balance towards hydrogen in an industry shaped by early mover Tesla's decision to take the battery-powered road to clean cars. Turning to industry news, Coinbase is set to propose crypto regulations to U.S. officials. The exchange plans to publicly roll out this proposal in the coming days, according to sources familiar with the regulatory discussion. Details of the proposal were not available at press time, but among other matters, the company intends to argue what should and should not be defined as a security within the U.S. When reached by Coindesk, a Coinbase spokesperson declined to comment, but Coindesk's Nicholas Day has all the details in the show notes. In the world of crypto surveillance, leaked slides show how Chainalysis is flagging crypto suspects for cops. In the battle to link real-world criminals to their anonymous Bitcoin troves, Chainalysis has found a, quote, meaningful edge, a block explorer website that scrapes visitors' IP addresses. Quote, using this data set, we were able to provide law enforcement with meaningful leads related to the IP data associated with an address. The documents, translated from Italian, say, it continues to read, quote, it's also possible to conduct a reverse lookup of any known IP address to identify other BTC addresses, end quote. In doing so, Chainalysis has effectively weaponized an unassuming website without disclosing its ties. Coindesk's Stanley Nelson and executive editor Mark Hochstein have the full report in the show notes. Earlier this week, we told you about ongoing challenges to the app store monopolies. Not everyone is fighting it, though. Kraken users can now buy cryptocurrencies on its app using Apple or Google Pay. The app will automatically connect to a user's existing Apple Pay or a Google Pay account, according to a blog post on Wednesday. Quinn Sebastian Sinclair reports. And for those of you who want to mine at home, Compass Mining is now selling single ASICs. Compass's new retail program will allow individuals to buy a single application-specific integrated circuit, also known as an ASIC, mining rig. 
that they can set up at home rather than having to buy them in bulk from the manufacturers. Brands include the What's Miner series from MicroBT and the Ant Miner series from Bitmain, offering 78 to 95 terahashes per second and ranging in price from $8,100 to $10,400. Quote, we're seeing a renaissance of home mining, said Compass's Thomas Heller. Quindisk's Christy Harkin and David Pan have details in the show notes. And finally, crypto companies continue the ETF proposal spree with new Bitcoin and DeFi filings. Tuesday regulatory filings show Amplify, Invesco, and Galaxy Digital submitted a pair of crypto ETF bids to the SEC. Invesco and Galaxy jointly filed a registration statement for a physically backed Bitcoin ETF, while Amplify set its sights more broadly in filing for a decentralized finance, better known as DeFi and crypto ETF, according to the pair of regulatory filings. The Amplify ETF application would allow the fund to invest in Bitcoin futures, Canadian Bitcoin funds, and companies that hold more than 50% of their net assets in Bitcoin, Ether, or another, quote, liquid cryptocurrency. And in lighter news, here's our associate producer, Adrian Blust. 76ers become second NBA team to ink crypto ad patch deal. When the NBA season starts next month, not one, but two teams will be wearing crypto-related ad patches. The Philadelphia 76ers announced Wednesday that Crypto.com's logo will be emblazoned on all team uniforms. The Sixers joined the Portland Trailblazers, which inked a deal with the crypto e-commerce site StormX earlier this year, in rocking crypto branding. It's just the latest in major crypto brand activation in the world of sports, with FTX and others making a land grab for sports fans everywhere. Coindesk's Zach Seward has the story. And stay tuned for after the break when we look at how the SEC recently crashed a crypto conference. Back in a minute. Kava gives you the ability to earn more by connecting the world's largest cryptocurrencies, ecosystems, and financial applications on DeFi's most trusted, scalable, and secure earning platform. Kava is an institutional-grade cross-chain engine built to scale on the largest decentralized proof-of-stake network. With loan APYs as low as 0% and reward APYs as high as 200%, Kava is the safest place for you to grow your digital portfolio. Mint stablecoins, lend, borrow, earn, and swap safely across the world's biggest crypto assets with Kava. To learn more, visit kava.io slash marketsdaily. Looking to make the most of your crypto assets? Nexo.io's got you covered. Grow your wealth securely with Nexo's high-yield interest accounts. Buy crypto on your terms, directly within Nexo's platform, and start earning daily compounding interest right away. Get the cash you need without selling your crypto from just 6.9% APR. Instantly swap between 100 crypto and traditional currency pairs. And don't worry, Nexo is insured against losses up to $375 million. Get the most of your crypto at Nexo.io. That's N-E-X-O dot I-O. Secure, regulated, and reliable, Bitstamp is the cryptocurrency exchange of choice for more than 4 million investors and traders worldwide. Since 2011, Bitstamp has been a trailblazer in security, head of the class in personal customer service, and dedicated to making buying crypto fast and easy. Whether you are investing on our desktop platform and mobile app or trading on our speedy APIs, Bitstamp gives you all the tools you need to reach your crypto goals. Visit bitstamp.net to learn more. Bitstamp, for all the ways we crypto. Today's featured story is an opinion piece from Coindesk's Daniel Kuhn. Cops like Pulp Fiction, too. Earlier this week, choosing one of the most high-profile crypto conferences of the year, an agent for the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission reportedly subpoenaed a crypto founder as he was preparing to take the stage. 
The plot point would certainly fit the narrative. Crypto, a movement fighting for freedom and equal access in finance, was being curtailed by the state. The latest chapter of this familiar story allegedly played out at the top of an elevator shaft at the Marriott Marquis in Manhattan. No reporter has been able to yet verify the details of the incident, but Ryan Selkis, founder of the Masari Media Company that organized the Mainnet 2021 conference, gave credence to it when announcing his run for U.S. Senate. Quote, If you're wondering when I actually decided to run for Senate, it was when those came to my event, didn't buy a ticket, and served one of our speakers a subpoena, Selkis tweeted yesterday. How's that for hard-boiled? No one is sure if Selkis is serious. Asked about his run, Selkis told Coindesk no comment. It's all very fitting for the novelization of crypto. Yet, in announcing his bid for office, Selkis is bringing crypto into a new era of political action, distilling a movement into a campaign. That is a significant turn for an industry that reads like fiction, and a chance for crypto to get clear about its goals. Selkis is a vocal proponent for crypto to start lobbying and electing individuals favorable to the industry. Although there are hodlers in office, so to speak, or those who would like to be, it isn't clear yet what it means to be a Bitcoin candidate, beyond saying vague, approving things about the industry. In his 1995 essay, Movements and Campaigns, philosopher Richard Rorty outlined how the 20th century's great political dramas might be better understood as a smaller history of discrete events, individuals working towards specific goals, rather than systemic processes. Campaigns, Rorty writes, are finite things, quote, something that can be recognized to have succeeded or to have, so far, failed, end quote. In contrast, movements like Marxism or Christianity are, quote, too big and too amorphous to do anything that simple, end quote. Crypto is a movement. Bitcoin is at the center of a generational conflict looking to re-architect everything from money to the internet to people's diets. It has millions of invested players and an infinite number of contradictory ambitions. It's a brand, it's a way of life, it's a story that we're telling. It's like what Irving Howe said of modernism, calling it, quote, one of the major turnings in the cultural history of the West. Howe was the lens Rorty used to make his point. In his younger years, Rorty wrote, Howe was embroiled in the world historical attempt to establish socialism in the United States. He was a believer in the modern human spirit and founded a magazine called Descent to tell its story through literature and criticism. Like others of his ilk, Howe grew disillusioned with grand political machinations, but he never lost sight of the achievable goals of socialism, using dissent to campaign for workers' rights, for free speech, and for egalitarianism. Howe was a, quote, warrior saint, end quote, but he didn't win all his battles. That's for the better, Rorty thinks, quote, movements can go rancid, he wrote. They can, and often are, replaced. Modernism lost to high modernism, which lost to postmodernism. These grand narratives set up a good versus evil, but are never clear about what it means to succeed. Specific campaigns can be won or lost, but it's about conscious attempts at transformation. One of the major conflicts in crypto right now is the lack of regulatory clarity. Rarely are people clear about what they want from the government. People are content to build in the shadows and occasionally bask in the spotlight of a conference stage. Up until the moment a process server comes by. Selkis's run for Senate could offer crypto a new platform to stand on and get straight about the actual political ends it's striving for. The SEC is pursuing concrete goals. It's targeting founders and protocols, filing lawsuits, and speaking regularly about the industry. There's a question about whether crypto will ever go out and vote, but it's worth it for a Selkis run. The industry cannot keep telling itself the same story. It has to get real. As Rorty said of dissent in A Perfect World, quote, It would never occur to such a person to ask whether dissent was central or marginal to the cultural or political life of its day. She would only ask whether dissent did some good whether it contributed to the success of some of the campaigns in which it took part, end quote. 
And that's our show for today. Thanks very much for listening. This episode was edited by Adrian Blust, and we'll be back tomorrow with another news roundup. And just a reminder that Coindesk is a news source and does not provide investment advice.